Welcome to Weight Loss for Dentists. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown, a board-certified endodontist and certified life and weight coach. I'm on a mission to help dentists live at their goal weight without relying on deprivation or willpower or even intense workouts. If you want to start making more mindful choices so that you can lose weight permanently and have fun in the process, you're in the right place. Hey friends, I am back from a wonderful weekend having presented two lectures at Yankee Dental Congress out in Boston. I'm so thrilled, can I just say, I'm so thrilled that the weather behaved. Um, I lived in Boston for 10 years back in the day. I went to Tufts for college as well as for dental school and I did my GPR out there. Um, You know, but now that I've been living in California for over 10 years, I've just got to say I'm totally a lightweight when it comes to weather. I didn't even own a proper winter coat anymore. So I had to get all the appropriate clothes for the trip. And I'm just so grateful that I didn't get stuck in any winter storms. There wasn't any snow. There was one day of light rain, but otherwise it was clear and sunny. Um, It was cold, but not even all that bad. It was like in the 30s, even the low 40s. So I just don't take it for granted at all. I remember so many winters where there would be, you know, several days in a row or a week or two in the single digits and just breathing in and feeling like the air was burning my lungs as I would inhale. And thankfully, there was none of that on this trip. So um, I am back and in action. And here's a little update on my puppy, Elsie. For for those of you that have been following along, um, I have now a 13-week-old Australian Labradoodle. Um, So we've had her just over four weeks, so I guess five weeks now. And She's finally had her second round of shots, which means that we can finally take her to puppy socials. Um, We still can't take her out for walks in our area due to the risk of parvovirus, Um, but I'm just so thrilled to finally take her to her first puppy event this coming weekend. I think it's going to be fantastic. She is a very social dog, and whenever I take her for walks in a little like bag, (laughs) I go for hikes with this little bag, and whenever she sees a dog, she just wants to jump out and play with them. Um, So I know she's going to be really, really excited to finally get to, um, you know, play with and meet other puppies. All right, so one last thing before we dive into today's topic. I want to let you know that enrollment into into, uh, Weight Loss for Dentists is currently open. So if you want to lose weight without having to do any crazy diets and you want something that's truly customized for your chaotic lifestyle, then don't wait. I have five spots open this month for February. If you're interested to learn more, then go to drnatanya.com forward slash work with me. All one word, no spaces, no underscores, just drnatanya.com forward slash work with me. All right, so let's dive into today's topic. Um, you know, some of us feel like we're hungry very frequently throughout the day. Maybe we're running to the break break room and, you know, munching on snacks, um, you know, mid-morning snacks, mid-afternoon snacks. And if this is you and you're having a hard time losing weight, then just stay tuned. I really created this episode for you. 
I want to help you to understand physiologically what is going on so that you can really help to decrease your hunger and your cravings and your munching throughout the day, okay? A lot of times when we're struggling, maybe we're having a bad day, maybe we're super stressed out or tired, we mostly tend to crave foods that provide dopamine and contain sugar. I haven't really met anybody that craves broccoli when they're stressed out. So what happens when we eat foods that have added sugars or that are highly processed is that our insulin goes way up in response, way more than if we just eat, you know, regular foods in their natural state. So if you remember from dental school, insulin is that hormone that's secreted by the pancreas in response to an increase in blood glucose. And its purpose is to help store the excess glucose in the form of fat. So what happens when you eat really highly processed foods and foods with added sugar is that your blood glucose goes up and then insulin goes up in response so that it can reduce your blood glucose. And if you're not going to be using that energy immediately, then the insulin is going to store that energy as fat. So at some point, you know, after you eat, eventually you start feeling hungry again because your blood sugar drops, but because your insulin is potentially still high from the prior meal contain meal or snack containing a lot of added sugar, you're still not able to access the fat on your body for fuel, okay? So instead, you get hungry and you feel the need to eat more. See what this is? It's basically like this vicious cycle of eating and storing fat and then feeling hungry, eating more and storing more fat. But this is actually the opposite of what we want to have happen when we want to lose weight, Instead, what we want to have happen is to be burning fat, right? Like if you think about it, what's the most important thing to eat when you're trying to lose weight? It's your own fat, the fat on your body. (laughs) One of my mentors calls it dining in, right? Like think about it. Instead of having a 3 p.m. snack, what if you could just tell your body to, you know, go grab some fat cells from your thighs to burn for fuel instead, right? Instead of that granola bar. That's what we want to be eating. We want to be eating those fat cells. You have food on your body, right? It's like food storage. One way I've heard it, right, is is to be called dining in. You want to use your own body for fuel. Now, obviously, we don't want to use our own body for fuel all the time. We're not trying to starve ourselves, but we're simply trying to train our bodies to use the fat storage on our bodies as fuel in between meals, right? So like if we're hungry frequently throughout the day and we're not losing weight, right? Like you may have that question, like why, how is it possible that I could be so hungry when I know that there's storage, like extra stores of fat on my body? How do we tap into it? Well, the way that we tap into it is we have to get our insulin down. That's how the fat cells can finally be released, right? So when the insulin is high, you can't actually burn fat. And and I'm going to tell you why right now. So there's two other hormones that play a role in this entire process. Ghrelin is a hormone that tells you when you're hungry. Okay. So theoretically, when we're losing weight, we want ghrelin to be low. Now there's also the hormone leptin. Leptin is a hormone that tells you when you're full. 
So you'd want that to be high when you're losing weight, right? Now, the idea would be that the more fat you have on, that you have on your body, right, the higher leptin should be. Like, especially if you just ate a meal, you're full, that leptin should be high. But the problem is, and this is really, really important, when insulin is also high, it actually blocks the signal of leptin at the level of the brain, okay? So again, we have extra fat on our bodies, and if leptin is high, but the feedback to the brain is blocked by insulin, that means you don't actually know that you're full, You could just keep on eating. Your insulin's high. You're not going to feel full. You constantly feel the need to be eating, right? So this is a big problem because we're in a negative loop where we're eating, storing fat, feeling hungry, eating, storing more fat, feeling hungry, like the loop I previously mentioned, right? So our bodies don't need that much food, right? If we're trying to lose weight, we know that we need to somehow break this cycle, So when we lower our insulin, the leptin signals then can actually communicate to the brain and tell your brain, hey, guess what? We're full. We don't need more food. Now, I want you to think of your body in one of two modes. You can either train your body to rely on getting sugar for fuel, or you can train your body to get fat for fuel. People that have diets that are high in added sugar, they feel hungry pretty often. Maybe two hours can go by at best between meals or snacks because you may constantly feel hungry. And so this state of being is referred to as being a sugar burner. You're constantly needing food as fuel because you can't access the fat on your body as fuel. Okay. So again, you're either a sugar burner or you're a fat burner. The majority of us are sugar burners. If we look at the typical American diet, it tends to contain a lot of added sugars. Okay. So I want you to kind of think about it this way. Your body wants the path of least resistance. So let's just say you're at home and you're hungry. What's going to be easier? Is it going to be easier to get food by ordering DoorDash or Uber Eats or Grubhub and having the, the, you know, the food delivered to your front door and, you know, maybe you wait 10 minutes and ding dong, the food is there and it's a nice warm meal that's prepared and ready to eat? Or would it be easier to like go to the deep freezer in the garage and pull out meat and vegetables that are really frozen and thaw them and then create a beautiful meal, right? Like what's actually going to be easier for your body in terms of getting nutrients and food ASAP? Well, it's always going to be easier to just have the food delivery show up, right? right to the door. It's already prepared. So I want you to think about it. If you're eating frequently throughout the day, that's like having, um, you know, Uber Eats show up at your door and here you go. Here's the food. Your body doesn't have incentive to burn fat. Now, in this example, the burning fat would be going to that deep freezer, right? Like when you're asking your body to go burn fat, you know, on your thighs or your stomach, instead of grabbing a granola bar, You're basically asking your body to go to the deep storage, 
right, of the garage and pull out the, you know, whatever the ingredients to go cook a meal. Your body doesn't want to do that. And it's not incentivized to do that if you're eating frequently throughout the day. You see the difference? It's much more um, much easier to just get a quick hit of sugar from the granola bar, from the Starbucks caramel macchiato, from the donuts that the patient brought in, right? Instead of just waiting for a meal, the next meal, for example. Okay. Now, the other thing that I want you to know about your hormones is that they actually can adapt to your schedule. And right now your hormones are adapted to your current schedule. So for example, if you're used to eating three meals a day and two snacks, your body's going to get used to that schedule and you'll probably be hungry at those approximate times. Like your body gets used to it and then it's going to cue you, you know, give you a cue of hunger, (laughs) um, you know, at those approximate times, uh, because that's what it's used to. Okay. And so then you think to yourself, okay, well, I need to eat because I'm hungry. But what we don't realize is that we can retrain our hormones. Okay. So if you suddenly started, let's say you are in the habit of having a mid morning or a mid afternoon snack, for example, and you suddenly started to skip it, after several days or maybe a week or so, your hormones are going to actually readjust so that you legitimately aren't hungry for that snack at that time because your body is no longer expecting food at that time, okay? Your body basically starts to get the memo. And so I'm just using snacks, you know, mid-morning, mid-afternoon snack as an example, but it really goes for eating at any time of day. If you're used to eating in the late evening and having, you know, snacks after dinner, your body expects a snack at that time. But if you, um, you know, start to cut that out, you can retrain your body and your hormones to not expect food at that time. You know, one example, one personal example is when I was pregnant with each of my boys, I got very used to eating more frequently as, you know, most of us do when we're pregnant. I was eating probably every two or three hours, a little something. I'd have breakfast, a snack, lunch, a snack, dinner, and, you know, sometimes a snack after dinner. And after delivering, I continued on that schedule. Well, at first I thought, you know, I'm nursing. I probably need to be eating more frequently, et cetera. And then once I was done nursing, I still continued to eat on that same kind of schedule. And I felt, well, I'm hungry at those times. I need to continue. Well, one thing led to another, and I finally learned that actually we can retrain our hormones. And so sure enough, I stopped one of the snacks. Um, I think I started with the mid-morning snack, or rather stopped with the mid-morning snack. And after you know several days, maybe closer to a week, I actually noticed I was no longer hungry at that time for that snack. My body was no longer expecting it. And what happened was, you know, initially I thought, well, I'm hungry. I have to eat at that time. What I realized was I didn't actually need to be responding to those hunger cues immediately, like they were urgent problems, that I could retrain my hunger hormones and it wasn't a problem. It was something that my body would simply adapt to. All right. So, how do we reduce our hunger throughout the day? Well, The first way is to just stop giving into our urges 
to eat specifically, you know, those foods with a high amount of added sugar or highly processed foods. By eliminating processed foods and foods with added sugar, we can actually start to have a normal amount of desire for food and normal amounts of hunger throughout the day. The second tip that I'll give you is to start to eliminate snacking. Start to notice when you're snacking throughout the day. Now, you know, one of my favorite questions, if you've listened, you know, for any length of time, I do like to to encourage you to ask yourself if you're legitimately hungry before you go to eat. So when you go to snack, ask yourself, are you actually hungry? And notice if it's a snack, if ask yourself, is this something that I really need? Or might I be okay experimenting with seeing if maybe this snack is not that critical for me, not that necessary for me. So as we start to eliminate or at least minimize snacking, we can start to lower our insulin levels between meals so that we can actually tap into the fat on our body as fuel. Remember, the goal when we're trying to burn fat is to bring down our our insulin levels so that we can actually release the fat storage to be burnt and used for fuel. All right. The third way that we can start to reduce our hunger throughout the day is actually by making decisions ahead of time. When we wait until we're hungry to decide what we're going to eat, that primitive part of our brain, our habit brain, is going to give us a bunch of reasons why we should stick with the types of foods that have been our go-to foods for maybe potentially a very long time, maybe even years, potentially foods that don't even really serve us, okay? These are not going to be the best choices in the spur of the moment. Instead, when we plan ahead of time, we may be able to think through more well-balanced meals and make better decisions for ourselves. It doesn't have to do with perfection. It just has to do with really small incremental improvements in the types of choices that we're making. These three things alone are going to significantly help you to lose weight. Now, as you start to reduce or eliminate snacking as well as highly processed foods and foods with um, added sugars, are you going to feel a little bit crummy initially? Yes, potentially. Don't be upset with me, okay? It's okay to have desires to eat added sugars and processed foods, That's normal, right? Remember, it yields dopamine in our brain. But I promise you, the results of decreasing snacking and the results of decreasing your sugar consumption is 100% worth it, okay? And remember, when we get in the habit of planning ahead of time, making decisions ahead of time, we can always plan for situations where we know we're going to be eating out or special events or moments where we, quite frankly, just want to be eating foods with sugar. It's fine to eat them. We don't have to eradicate them from our lives. But as we learn to make decisions ahead of time, we learn to be mindful in our choices as opposed to relying on sugar to help us cope with a stressful day. We've all been there. I trust that you know what I'm talking about. My friends, this is truly what freedom around food is, being able to be around whatever foods we currently find tempting, and then to be able to not feel that all that tempted anymore, right? 
This is how we can train our bodies to burn fat and to not crave sugar. And truly, I believe that you can become a fat burner. You can take control of your hunger hormones and use them to your advantage so that you can get the permanent weight loss that you have been wanting for so long. All right, my friends, I am rooting for you. I know that you can put these uh, simple tools to work this week and to start seeing some results. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a fantastic week. Hey, if you're ready to start taking action towards permanent weight loss, then go download my five secrets where I'll teach you the top five things to lose weight and keep it off without resorting to restrictive diets, deprivation, or even intense exercising. Go to drnatanya.com forward slash start. That's drnatanya.com forward slash start to get started. It's time to make your weight loss goal a reality.